Hello and welcome to Hey What Do I Know, a no-holds-barred video pod from the inquiring, somewhat disturbed, discerning mind of a free speech-loving and best-life-living advocate, me, Arietta Hood. On here we'll talk about all things society and culture, from music to fashion, social awareness, on-trend news topics and, you know, my general musings on shit I find interesting. Most of the times we're just beaming, because I talk a lot, and other times I may have guests. This is, of course, topic dependent. But for now, grab a drink, grab a split, sit back, relax, and listen to me. Let's go. Yo, 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 yo. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the show. <laughs> it's a cold and frosty Black Friday morning. And yeah, we are going to talk about the craziness of Black Friday. But before we talk about that, let's just jump into other shit happening around the world. Other juicy stuff happening around the world. And particularly in America, of course. (laughs) They keep me busy. So you're going to hear me flipping a notebook today. Because I had to write notes. I wanted to be on point when I was talking to you guys about this saga I'm going to start with. This thing, you know, unless you've been living under a rock or you just don't give two shits about the world, then you won't have heard of this term impeachment recently so this um impeachment saga i personally feel like i'm being a little bit too much bombarded with the amount of breaking news updates and that we're getting as this case is progressing you know this saga is straight out of a hollywood uh movie it's like a script from a hollywood movie you know like one of those live action semi-animated mysteries like you know who framed roger rabbit (laughs) The main difference here is that the storyline is hard to follow. Uh, 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 however, the general gist and the outcomes are pretty much the same. So, like in a nutshell, page turn. <laughs> it all started with the Ukraine affair, which began in September 29, uh, 2019, I should say. It was revealed that a whistleblower complaint had been lodged uh, to the intelligent community, alleging that the presidents of the United States had uh, done some dodginess. And... Um, now, this is no ordinary snitch, I should say. You know, whoever, like, came forward, this whistleblower. This person is an active in-service CIA officer detailed to national security. So this person is proper on it at the moment. So it's not just your regular off-the-guard kind of, like, snitch. Nah, this person is way up in days, all the way up in there. The dude claimed that on a phone call in July 2019, the president of the USA basically solicited interference from Ukraine for the US 2020 elections. So basically, he called the Ukrainian president, I love his name by the way, President Volodymyr Zelensky, uh, who was a comedian, but elected into being a president. Just know now that guys, anybody can be president if you put your mind to it. I ain't got some moolah backing you. <laughs> um, yeah, basically what he did The CIA officer goes on in detail to give some sort of cover-up after this phone call was made by senior White House officials. So apparently there were attempts to lock down all the records of the call. This is typical mafioso behavior. Like, literally, mafioso behavior. It's like a movie, no? Like, you see what I'm saying? Every time I read a report or watch a breaking news story on this, I I literally want to reach out for some popcorn. (laughs) But it gets much juicier. It gets much juicier because the whistleblower then reports um, that the subject of the conversation was the president of the USA had asked President Zelensky to look into 
setting up an investigation into Hunter Biden. So Hunter Biden is the son of, um, you know, the main Democratic rival, former Vice President Joe Biden. And basically he was asking for something to be set up, an inquiry to be set up about Hunter's dealings and some deal in exchange for a presidential visit by Zelensky to the White House. <laughs> this is not ever really a favor for a favor. You see how they treat like countries that are not like, you know, in quote, first world countries. This kind of, this is really a shitty exchange. Like I'm giving you like this big thing. You ask me for this big thing and you're going to give me a penny. That's not a fair exchange. This is how they treat us anyway, but digressing, moving forward. It's like when you get chanced by your senior, like if you weren't born in school in Africa, you know exactly what I mean by being chanced by a senior. Fuck. Anyway, a quick definition of impeachment is when the House of Representatives, so basically the parliament for my UK listeners, accused the president or prime minister or dictator, because <laughs> for those of us who have dictators, presidents, you know what I mean. Uh, they are accused of high crimes or misdemeanors. And the first step towards potentially removing the president is the process of impeachment, where basically they uh, call upon House, uh, they call upon votes for that in the House of Representatives. Long story short, the American Constitution gives the chamber the sole power of impeachment. So this president's impeachment inquiry is led by a guy called Adam Schiff. And uh, he plans to investigate four main questions. One, that the president of the USA once uh, use once again use foreign help oh, scratch i'll take that again one did the president of the united states ask a solicit solicit for foreign help in an election so you remember those claims about russia a few years ago about russia tampering with the election results and that kind of went and led to president trump winning the presidency two did the white house agree to a meeting with ukraine on the condition ukraine launch an investigation on behalf of the u.s president three did ukraine have reason to believe military Aid was being withheld on condition of launching the investigation as requested by the president. And four, has there been a cover-up of the basic facts of the president's conduct? As expected, Teflon Don, a.k.a. Donning, ain't taking all of this lying down. His fingers are doing the most talking on Twitter as usual. He, of course, he maintains he did no wrong and that no quid pro quo was offered on the call. He's saying nothing inappropriate happened on the call. And the White House, of course, is trying to downplay things. And the chief of staff, a guy called Mick Mulvaney, I think that's how I said, actually brushed this off. It's been normal in U.S. foreign policy for America to exenticize or bully another country to give in to what they want. Like these Americans, sorry, not so sorry, basically is what you're trying to say. The president and his goons have called this a witch hunt, which they continue to insist they've done nothing wrong. But here's the joke of it all. I don't think any of this crap is hurting, you know, the president of the United States right now. His approval ratings are only down slightly. He's actually poised to possibly win the election again next year, regardless of all this stuff happening. And, you know, while the Democrats hold the majority in the House, and I know that anti-Nancy Pelosi is not sleeping trying to get all of this together, trying to get the goons out. And, and and even the fact that this inquiry is unearthing so much new other evidence and so much other scandalous stuff, like, you know, how a non-White House employee or ambassador, Rudy Giuliani, is involved with American international foreign policies, like he's involved with brokering deals for the USA. He's not even, a, 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 you know, a, a, you know a White House employee. He's President Trump's personal lawyer. 
I feel like, you know, when evil is in power, no, like evil will always see, evil always seems to prevail. As much as people think you will believe and want to believe that good will prevail over evil, after everything that seems to be happening in America, everything that seems to be happening, stuff coming up about president talking about you know, grabbing by the pussy, he's still there, you know. He's still the front runner for the election win next year because the Democrats don't have any viable candidates. I don't understand why. And it feels like for every one allegation brought against, you know, Trump from his initial campaign to today, it's just sliding off his back. You know, this is why we have to respect this dude and call him Teflon Donny because he is exactly that. Teflon. Nothing sticks. Democrats, like I said, they don't have any charismatic contenders. Like even poor Joe Biden, this whole thing, even though, you know, you know, this revelation is supposed to like kind of big him up. Mm -mm, he's sliding down the charts. And also he's an old guy. Like I love Joe Biden and stuff, but him, Bernie Sanders, Esther Warren, it's like, you just have no mavericks in contention. The Democrats ain't got nobody. It's kind of like the Labour Party in the UK. No mavericks in contention. And that's why Boris is still there talking his shit, talking about black people, calling them watermelon piccaninis, talking about, a, a, you know, Muslim women, referring to them as like letterboxes. And these people are still president and prime minister. Like right now, evil is reigning supreme. Like literally, it's going to take a whole heap of otherness to get this all away, you know. And whatever the outcome of this situation, you know, this impeachment against Trump, Americans, you just have to like deal with the fact that you will have a history, you know, a new history, a point in time when your country was run by a hustler. You just have to just take it like that. That's basically, it is what it is. We're going to have to watch this all play out. God knows what the future holds. But for right now, both for the UK and for America, your Teflon presidents and prime ministers don't seem to be going nowhere. Right? Side note. I think it's time that people just leave Melania alone, though. I read that she got booed in Boston at an opioid summit. Like, this lady can't catch a break. Yeah, she is married to the devil. Ah. But, and you know, as my people say in Nigeria, you lay with dogs, you catch fleas. <laughs> but I think that, you know, we just need to give her some benefit of the doubt and some respect as a woman. Show her some kindness, you know. She can't help who she's married. Before, you know, it's all a plot, you know. Watch the script change once in a few years. We'll be hearing different news from Melania, that's for sure. So, digressing slightly, still on America and American news, can we just talk about the fact that one of the girls, one of R. Kelly's alleged girlfriends, Jocelyn Brown, has uh, started to, like, do her own version of whistleblowing. She's calling, you know, she's crying wolf. She is, you know, clucking like a parrot. And just singing, basically, about being a victim of R. Kelly. Being a victim of R. Kelly. Right. So, just before 2019 ends, you know, and, you know, it's finally happened. The Savage family are smiling again. Their prayers have been answered. And by Savage family, I'm not talking about Fred Savage from the Wonder Years. I meant this Jocelyn Savage's family. You know, the one... That, that 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 been claiming this girl has been brainwashed for years and has been like trying to get her away from the clutches of the pedophile R&B singer Robert I don't see nothing wrong R. Kelly hmm. not quite six months after the crazy episode on Gail King's uh, show you know that live interview where R. Kelly totally fucked himself shot himself in the foot and the two ladies, Jocelyn Brown and Azrael Clary, were repeatedly claiming that they were not being held against their will. 
Now she's come to her senses. She seems to have come to her senses, you know. Now, it's debatable as to whether she's come to her senses or not, or if this is just a desperate attempt to make some coins as her daddy, Zaddy, is in prison and the funds have run out. <laughs> it's debatable, like I said. But we have to um we have to agree this is a juicy story, you know. And it's uh twist in this whole sick sick plot that started almost 22 years ago you know it's been 22 years since the first accusation about r kelly came up you know and not and it's only it's 2019 that stuff has started to happen so back to the gist at hand this girl jocelyn is saying she's a victim you know she returned to instagram for the first time in over two years and was basically asking people or alerting people to the fact that she would uh, be revealing all on a patron, uh, patron, sorry. This is a paid membership platform for like artists, creatives, and writers to basically share the story. And that she'd be revealing the truth about her life with R. Kelly. She further went on to say that she was risking her life by speaking out now. But anyway, she goes on to detail on uh, about how she met Robert at one of his concerts and had promised to help her with her music and make her a star at the time she was 19 the relationship progressed but inside of the studio and outside you know and they actually did a couple of songs together sidebar i would just never understand why some girls love to mix business with pleasure you know business being you wanted a record deal and then you start having sex i don't get that I get that. Sure, it probably worked for a while and they tell you have a super pum pum. Yeah, 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 yeah. And then that's that. Because this is what leads into the manipulation. According to Jocelyn anyway, everything turned sour and manipulation started when he started giving her commands. And one of the first commands he gave her was to call him Master and Zaddy. <laughs> this is hilarious because any guy who enforces someone to call them zaddy or master you're either silly or you're insecure with a small penis that's basically it and you know this manipulation and this this you know took one step further when he started shouting and just delivering the occasional slaps she goes on to describe how um she was almost virtually a prisoner like not virtually you were a prisoner just exactly as all the other girls in the documentary Surviving R. Kelly have described, you know. And now, R. Kelly's barely their legal team, which is crumbling apart day by day. I've come out with a stinging response. So I'm going to read a response from his lawyer, Steve Greenberg. He says, It's unfortunate that Jocelyn would seek to exploit her loving long-term relationship with my client. Obviously, the truth doesn't sell, so she's regurgitating lies fed to her for personal gain. Hmm. Now, the lawyer does have a part, a point, and here's where I stand with this shit. Whatever she's saying is basically true, and everything she's claiming happened, has happened. I believe 100% that this girl has been traumatized. However, why is this bitch, why has she waited so long, causing continuous pain to her parents, and people who love her, as you saw from the documentary, and you probably have followed the last few uh, months. Yeah, and why are you just coming out now? You, you, she claimed her parents were opportunists when they first spoke out, and she started She continued to defend R. Kelly until now. I really feel like the money has run out. R. Kelly ain't got no money. 
She ain't getting all those gifts, you know. And also as well, she's realized she's not as important in his life as she thought she, she would be, you know. Jocelyn and her co-worker at the time, Azriel, you know, the other girlfriend, the co-worker, they both said our parents are out to get money and scam. This is what they accused their parents of being out there to get money and to scam R. Kelly. And um, it's shocking because most, most of these girls, their parents have spent every dime that they have trying to get these girls back. And now one of them is speaking out, you know. It was Jocelyn's family's determination that helped push for the documentary to be made. And it was the persistence in their communication about the situation that kind of led us to get in that documentary. I think Jocelyn has finally realized that her zaddy is going away for a long time. And she's like, I'm cashing in those checks. No, she knows that her zaddy is totally fucked. So she better get out while she can now. I think she was been she's been motivated a little by the financial opportunities. She definitely has been. I can say, good for you. Cash in. But you're an idiot for everything you've put your parents through. And you're a bigger idiot slash asshole for not even for not for for just speaking out now when you could have, you know, saved a lot of other girls the heartache and, and problems that they ended up going through. Also, as well, what the fuck have we got to pay? to read your story i'm like this chick this is a money motivated situation because if not you would just put it all on your instagram bloom like that free for all to see i think you missed a trick though i would have gone to the national Enquirer. they pay coins there or the daily mail they pay coins there also it's now a matter of time before the other girl azrael will be definitely be hearing from azrael clary soon because I'm sure at this point she's feeling like she's the only woman holding it down for Robert. Uh, yeah, while that may be true, <laughs> this time of you feeling like this, Azrael, of Azrael feeling quite, you know, special, will be very, very short-lived. As far as I'm concerned, I don't really, really understand why, like, R. Kelly hasn't even been sentenced already. Just be wasting time with all this bloody process. Each to their own, but this guy's definitely got to go down. And I hope that the girls, uh, Jocelyn and Azra, whenever Azra's ready, end up living the best lives they have lived in, since they ex now have escaped from the clutches of this monster. And now a quick short one on Black Friday, because today is Black Friday and I woke up to hundreds of emails with all these different bargains and different offers. Thanks for no thanks. I think that this consumerism is at a high time peak. I'm sitting out of this one. So for those of you who are shopping, shop responsibly, but just do something good for somebody who's less fortunate than you. Rather spending all your money in the shops, how about you give some donations to charity? You know, help someone less fortunate. I'm sure you feel a lot better than spending your money on these bargains that will still be there tomorrow and the day after and next Monday. So the goat of the episode this week is a controversial one. And, you know, a lot of people are going to probably tear into me for doing this. But I think, you know what? I like to give credit where credit is due. So without further ado, the goat of the episode is Kim Kardashian. Kim Kardashian West, I should say. And as you guys know, she's an American media personality, model, businesswoman, socialite, blah, 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 who first gained media attention as the friend and stylist of Paris Hilton. But it was a sex tape with Ray J in 2002 that gave her the notoriety that we kind of know her for now. 
of course, fast forward to 2019 after successful ke Keeping Up With The Kardashians and all the other spin-offs, you know, the makeup line and the endorsements. Kim is really doing a lot with the legal system in terms of fighting for people who she thinks she, they've, she feels they've been unjustly incarcerated and going to the White House to try and change policy. You know, so for me personally, I really do feel like Kim's doing a great job. And as much as most people think, yeah, she's a culture vulture, which I do agree. At this point in time, she's got four kids who are off the culture because she's married to Kanye West. So we should just let her be, right? Fine, there are things that she has done in the past that I'm not proud of. I hate the fact that her body has changed so much and people are trying to make it seem like it's natural. But, you know, she's just made her body look as black as possible. Yes, there is that that pisses me off. However, what she has done and what she's in her platform to do in the last few, I say year or two, has been of intrigue to me. And this is fighting for the legal reform and prison reform. And I think that Kim should be applauded. She definitely needs to be applauded. And she's really changed a lot from being um, this person who was just notoriously famous for being famous, you know. And the fact that she was the highest paid reality television uh, um, star that there is personality. So for right now, I think that what she's trying to do, you know, in terms of this legal thing, I'm really, really feeling that. And I think that she's doing quite good stand up and speaking out for people who are basically forgotten in the prison system. And I think that she... Um, you know, it's holding a mirror. She is holding a mirror, a mirror, uh, and 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 to to society, and saying, yeah, I might look like this, but look what I'm doing. So it's she's really changing, and it's a case of we need to stop judging books by their covers. You know, I understand that she's also a shrewd businesswoman. This lady charges, well, a business insider in 2008 claimed that she charges seventy two seven hundred twenty thousand per Instagram post $720,000 per Instagram post. Guys, I don't even make that in a freaking year, but this lady charges that per Instagram post. Yeah. And even though the engagement data indicates her posts are only worth, her posts are worth slightly less, she's always in the headlines. So can you imagine what a post from, or endorsement from Kim Kardashian can do for anyone's career or brand? So right now she's in that same platform to campaign for justice and, and reform. And I can't even hate on the lady. I can't, you know. Yeah, this year she did this whole thing about calling a brand, uh, launching a shapewear brand and calling it kimono, which was criticized, of course, because she did disrespect the Japanese culture. But the feeling behind it is it's like, yeah, I spanked myself up. So you can spank yourself up by using my line of spanks. So I get it. So well done. I think that, you know, she's doing a lot. She's raising four kids obviously with the help of some nannies. But we should give her a break and appreciate everything that she has been doing. As far as I'm concerned, Kim's invited to cookouts. You know, back in the day, it used to be Courtney for me, but now I'm inviting Kim's. Like, yeah, she's doing good. So as it's Thanksgiving weekend, um, you know, Americans celebrate with the origins being quite debatable, but that's a whole new podcast. I'm going to read a poem about Thanksgiving. And it's by a lady called Eleanor Wilcox Wheeler. And it goes like this. There's not a day in all the year, but holds some hidden pleasure. And looking back, joy offs appear to brim the past wide measure. But blessings are like friends I hold who love and labor near us. We ought to praise and raise our notes while living hearts can hear us. Thank you.
podcast was brought to you by me, researched by me, edited by me, put together by me. Everything me, 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 sponsored by me. It's a me, 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 me enterprise. Thank you for listening. These are my thoughts. These are my musing. When you think about it, what the hell do I know? This much I fucking do. (laughs) Ha, 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 ha.